2: Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it is February 5th, it's 2020, and we have nine basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my bearded brother, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend?
3: Uh, Slightly closer to death after the RG party, but it was a great time. It was great seeing. All my buddies, including St-P-F-L, St-P-F-L, Stevie TPFL, <laughs> yeah, it was long weekend, but an absolute blast. I'm just ready to get back in the swing of things, though.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. Um, long weekend, long trip home yesterday. Um, glad it was a four-game slate, you know, so... Ready to kind of get it, you know, back on track here, you know, starting to prep for NASCAR, getting all that stuff ready. Uh, we have some XFL content rolling out here on Rotor Grinders. So, a lot of stuff going on here um, for what we usually call the slow time of the year. So, um, we're going to get into this nine-game slate. We have a lot to talk about. So let's get started here with Phoenix at Detroit. Um a lot of injuries in this game. Bear with me here for a second. Baines is out. Cam Johnson is out. Tyler Johnson is out. Kaminsky is out. Dario Sarge is out. And the Detroit side of things, Blake Kennard, Civi, Rose are all out, and Markeith Morris is questionable. Uh, this is – good thing this is like the 7 o'clock game because there's a lot of, you know, question marks and stuff here. Uh, a lot of injuries, a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's start here with the Phoenix side of things. What are you looking at when it comes to Phoenix?
3: I mean, I'm looking at the main three guys, Booker, Aiton, Ubre, but I'm not overly overly set on any of them. I mean, Aiden is going up against Troy. They have been decent – or they haven't been great and giving up fancy points to opposing bigs, but Aiton is going to rely so much on rebounds, and there's always a good chance that he gets in trouble going up against Drummond here. So I can't really rely on him playing his normal 36, 37 minutes that we like to see him play uh, if he's going to end up crushing value. So – Decent chance that he ends up getting into foul trouble. Not a guy that I'm going to target too much, unless he's just going to go completely under own because he still does have 55, 60-point upside. But more likely scenario is that he's going to get into foul trouble going up against Drummond. So not a guy I'm looking at a ton. Booker been a little bit hit or miss recently, but they've been in some blowouts. I'm fine with him. 8,300 is cheaper than he probably should be in this match, but all the injuries here, they're not as good of a defensive team as they normally are. Booker... 8,300 when he was just 9,100 a week ago. Seems like it's too cheap. He'd probably be the main guy to look at. Ubre has upside in any matchup. It's not a high enough pace matchup for me to love him, but the minutes are going to be there. Always has a shot to be his value sitting there at 7K, priced up a little bit, but not, not the greatest spot. It's really Booker for me is the guy that I would end up probably being overweight on, and Rubio, with what he's been doing recently, I'm not taking a shot on him. Not taking a shot on Bridges. I know he just put up a decent game versus Brooklyn, but 5K, probably about where he should be priced. Can beat value, but there's a lot of other plays on the slate. So, really, Booker is the main guy I'm looking at, unless Aiton's going to go way under-owned.
2: Yeah, you know, as far as Phoenix goes for me, um, I think is a guy that you could play each and every night in large field tournaments. The guy has monster upside. The minutes are right where we want them to be. The guy's been absolutely crushing, and the shot attempts have been up. Uh, really liked him against Brooklyn the other night. You know, they've had a few days off here, a couple of days off here. Um, and, and Detroit's been a team that has allowed some big games to centers this season. So if they can stay out of foul trouble, um, you know, especially with Dario out now as well, like, uh, you know, I think the minutes are very secure. Um, but yeah, Booker, I don't mind him. Um, you know, Rubio has upside at this price point, but we're going to have to kind of see if we hear anything on the ankle, if he's going to be good to go minutes wise. Um, I think bridges is another guy that plays a bunch of minutes in this game with all these injuries. So he's a guy you could potentially look at, um, outside of that, like I don't really trust any of these other, like, cheap guys. I think you could maybe potentially throw some tournament darks here with, like, maybe, like, a Diallo or something. But I think that, you know, main target's here for me. Aiden and – I think that, like, Bridges is going to be a guy that I end up playing. Um, so, he's a guy that I like. <laughs> um, On the Detroit side, these guys are too cheap. You know, with Rose out, with Civy out now as well, Kennard out, these guys are just, you know – looking to be too cheap. I know Reggie Jackson did not have a great game the other night, um, only played 24 minutes, but the dude shot one for 16 from the field and still put up 17 fantasy points. We kind of saw his floor in that Memphis game. I'm going right back to the well on Jackson, and I like Bruce Brown Jr. a lot in this game as well.
3: Yeah, if you're looking at Jackson's game log, uh, like I'm expecting him to be lower owned than he probably should be. Looking at his game log, we see 17, 33, 13, and 37 points you may say he's inconsistent but it's just straight up shooting it's shooting variance he went one for 16 in one game two for 12 in the other game where he didn't put up over 30 he's going to have the volume he's putting up an average of 16 points almost over the last four games minutes are there everything's there jackson at 4900 is just an absolutely fantastic play especially going up against phoenix bruce brown 38 minutes in both of the last two games, which happened to have been on a backpack. It's a day off now. I get that it's three and four days, but I don't care. He's still going to play boatload of minutes. We saw this earlier on the season. When he was – when all the injuries were happening at the beginning of the season, he was still playing a boatload of minutes. It's going to happen here. Really like Brown drumming 9,300 without a lot of the main usage guys in the offense. Just too cheap of a price tag. He's probably going to get close to 2020 in a matchup going against Phoenix. They're not really a better defensive team with Aiden. He's more there for the offense stuff. Now Baines in there, Baines is an upgrade defensively. So with Baines being out, it's a better matchup for Drummond here. 9,300, a little bit too cheap, but those are the main three guys I'm looking at. Like Dimbuya. any of these other guys probably just would be ancillary pieces that I would throw in for a game stack. But chances are I'm just sticking with these three guys that are just drastically underpriced.
2: Um. Yeah. I don't really have anything else to add here. Um, moving on, we got Orlando going into Boston. No total in this one. Mean you is out. DJ Augustine's still out. Isaac's still out. Keem um, Birch is questionable. On the Boston side, Marcus Smart is questionable. Kimba Walker is questionable. Daniel Tice is out. And Williams remains out as well. Uh, let's start here with Orlando. You know, it's gonna be interesting to see I guess like we're we're gonna see a, a heavy dosage of cancer here for Boston. Um assuming that like they let him play the minutes because he's been out for a while as well, only played sixteen minutes against Atlanta last time out. Um this could be a spot that Vooch has some mismatches.
3: Yeah, yeah, no. Vooch is the main guy that I'm looking at here, eighty four hundred. He's actually cheaper than he normally is because of the matchup versus Boston, but with Cantor in there, it's a much, much better matchup for Biggs. Vooch, going to probably end up with around 50 here. It's a great spot for him. He's going to be the main guy in the offense, but Gordon has been playing really well recently. He's been playing a ton of minutes for a while now. 6,200. There's some upside there. It's strictly a tournament play. Like, he could go out and he could play 38 minutes and still end up with 24 point fantasy points, but he's been playing well enough recently. It's a All right, matchup where like he offers some upside outside of him. I don't know if I'm going with Forney, I don't know if I'm going with Fultz, I don't know if I'm going with Ross. Like to me, this is a spot where it's a tough matchup for all of them, and it's likely that Vooch is going to be the main guy in the offense with probably Gordon contributing a lot too. But if you would need to add an extra piece into it, the next guy would end up going with his Fultz. But this is a real smash spot for Vooch,
2: yeah. I like Vooch a lot here, um, assuming that you know some of these guys end up sitting, um. This game stays close. Really good game. Fantasy-wise, um, outside of Vooch, though, like, I'm struggling with the magic here. Like, I think the guy that I would, like, throw a tournament dart at is Terrence Ross. Um, you know, he's been playing right around 28 to 30 minutes just each and every night. And he's going to he's gonna get his shots up. So, um, he took 14 shots in the first meeting against Boston and went 3 of 14, shot 18%. If he hits some shots here at 4,600, he could be a difference maker in tournaments. So um, he's kind of the guy that I'd be looking at here. Um, On the Boston side of things, like, you know, Cantor came back from the hip injury. He played some, you know. Daniel Tice got hurt in the third quarter of that game. Grant Williams was the guy that checked in for him. um, And he played, I think, 24 minutes. So what are you looking at here when it comes to Boston?
3: Yeah, it's an interesting spot here. Like, obviously, Cantor coming back from injury. We are worried about the minutes, but the price tag of 4200 is just so cheap. Like, if he gets 24 minutes, even in a bad matchup going up against Orlando, like, have to assume that he puts up some big numbers. So, like, I hate to say it, but they're probably going to need Cantor for rebound. They're probably going to need him in the game enough, and they'll just run him out. Like, He wasn't out that long. I have to assume they has the ability to go for twenty five plus minutes. Like Canter's the main guy I'm looking at. Outside of him, like, kind of depends on Smarts and Kemba's availability. Everyone's priced up to where they should be. They're all up in the high sevens, mid sevens. Like all the main guys: Tatum, Kemba, Hayward, Brown. If Kemba plays, I have zero interest in anyone outside of Cantor. If Kemba sits, I still don't think I'm going to end up going with any of these other guys again they're all priced where they should be it's a slow paced matchup versus Orlando it will be close but it's not an easy defensive matchup either like no one none of these guys match up great for their price tag I don't see a huge amount of upside out of anyone outside of maybe Tatum but I don't think it's the likeliest scenario we have a nine game slate he's 7.9k there's a lot of guys in the seven and a half to eight and a half k range that are in all likelihood going to outscore him by a decent amount so I'm probably just staying away from all Boston guys outside of Cantor.
2: Yeah, it really depends on for me, it depends on if Smart and Kimba both sit. Um, you know, I think they're all I think both of those guys are both um, you know, questionable. I think Kimba has a a, a decent shot of playing in this game. Um, so we're just gonna have to kind of see on how this plays out. Cause if if Smart and Kimba both sit again, I think Wanamaker is okay. Um, I, I think Tatum continues to have pretty ho- pretty nice I mean, usage. I
3: Wanamaker got priced up to 5-2. Like,
2: yeah, he still played 27 minutes, only took nine shot attempts to put up 35 fantasy points.
3: Yeah, but it, it, like that was against Atlanta. and I guess he did put up 25 points against Philly, but against Orlando, I don't know. I, I hate playing Wanamaker. Let me just start with we that.
2: All hate right? one, we yeah. all hate playing Wanamaker. I,
3: yeah, I don't want to pay 5-2 for him in this matchup, but I guess you're right. He can go for mid-30s here. Just, gosh, I hate it. I hate yeah. it. I play playing him, and I hate playing smart.
2: I think that we're going to get plenty of value today. I don't think it's necessarily going to be a guy that we end up looking at later in the day. I just, I just want to throw the name out there. You know, Tatum, his usage has been kind of high here in the last couple games. Um, Gordon Hayward has his usage has been kind of high here recently. So pay attention to the news here on Smart and Kimba. It could open up some stuff for Boston. Use court IQ um to kind of look at the scenarios once we get some injury news. Uh Pacers at Raptors, two sixteen and a half total here. Toronto favored by six and a half. Um TJ Warren is out. Uh Saul is out pal is out and ronnie hollis jefferson is questionable uh let's start here with the pacers side of things you know sabonis continues to uh, just continues to have massive upside in
3: any matchup uh what do you like here for the pacers it's mostly sabonis and brogdon to me uh sabonis for obvious reasons the usage is there the points are there like he has huge upside he's playing the minutes in every single game ends up staying close as a matchup versus Toronto. It's a tough match, but it should be moderately close here. has 60-point upside in any given matchup. It's not a great one, but it's better for bigs than it is for the other guys. So I have no problem with Sabonis. Obviously, Toronto's not a great rebounding team, even with Ibaka back here. But I like, without Gasol, like, it's still a good matchup versus bonus. Brogdon, he hasn't been doing well recently, but he hasn't been shooting great. Last two games, shot 30%. From the field, still ended up with 29, 33 points. He's priced at 6.8K in a tough matchup. I don't think anyone's going to own him. I think he has a real shot at 45 here. If he just gets hot shooting, then he can crush value. So, him at 6,800, love it. Oladipo still continuing to only play low 20s minutes. Hasn't fully gotten back. He did put up 17 shot attempts in the last game and 14 in the game before that. 5.3K, like, one of these days, he's going to have a massive game, right? Maybe.
2: I I keep playing him, hoping it's going to happen. Like, yeah. I, I think this matchup is kind of tough for him, though.
3: Yeah, it's not an easy matchup. But he's, the volume is there, and he said they said he's going to be allowed 28 minutes now. But I don't know. It's a second back to back. Or no, no, it's starting. It's not. Got my days mixed up. It's been a long weekend. I don't know. It's... It's tough to, like, when you look at his game log, but the volume is absolutely there. I think I talked myself into playing Depot again, and it might blow up in my face, but just the shot volume, it's got to revert to an actual decent shooting percentage at some point, considering he's shooting two, 20% on the season. Like, it's going to turn around. It's not like he hasn't been practicing. It's not like he can't shoot. Yeah, Oladipo, at getting 28 minutes maybe people look at his game log and be off all right I'm on old Depot then yeah
2: Shoot. you know the increase to 28 minutes is definitely interesting um, I thought you said Brogdon by the way <laughs> as I said I keep playing Brogdon but um, totally misheard you the first time but yeah Old Depot at 5300 the price decrease the minute increase price decrease with the minute increase um, TJ Warren not going to be playing in this game. I think you take a shot on Victor Oladipo, um, 17 and 14 shots in the last two games. Just hasn't shot the ball well. If he shoots the ball well here, he could obviously pay off his price tag, like the Victor Oladipo call. Um, this I think this is going to hurt Jeremy Lamb's minutes a little bit here. I don't think I'd go that route. Um, I don't think it hurts Brogdon at all, and I don't think it hurts Sabonis. On the Toronto side of things, you know I, I think that. We're going to have to kind of see how this plays out. But Norman Powell being out obviously opens up some value here.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing give a good, but nice little boost to OG. A few boost, a little bit of boost in minutes. It's in there, 4.4K. Don't mind him. But everyone seems to be, like, I know it's a tough, slow-paced match going up against Indy. But Siakam priced where he should be. but Van Vliet saying at 6,900. Lowry at 6,500. Ibaka at 6,100. Like, is fine. He has a little bit of upside. Lowry has a little bit of upside in every single matchup. I know he has been doing great recently, but three for seven from the field last game, two for nine from the game before that. Two games before that, four for eight. He's still putting up decent numbers. He's finally a bit too – like, all these guys are a bit too cheap. Van Vliet can still go for 50. He's been consistently going 40 a lot of these games. All these guys just seem like they're too low-priced here. And with Powell King being out, gives up a little bit a, a little bit of a boost in usage to all these guys. Like Lowry, Van Vliet, Siakam, OG are all good plays here in a tough matchup versus Indy.
2: Yeah, you know, like you said, tough matchup, slower-paced game. Um, you know, no Norman Powell. He sat, you know, this weekend as well. Terrence Davis uh played twenty eight minutes, shot the ball fantastic. He shot the ball eighty percent um against Chicago. You know, and, and a lot of Terrence Davis's run was when this game was close, he finished the second half, um or second quarter uh with with these guys instead of OG. So um a lot of that again could have been him shooting the ball well. Just wanted to note that. Um Boucher and Abaca kinda of played the played the same amount of minutes in that, you know, Marcus all role. So you know, for me on Toronto, I don't mind taking a a, a large field tournament shot on Terrence Davis. Um, I don't mind taking Kyle Lowry at 6,700. I think he's just too cheap. Um, I think he has a nice floor in this matchup at 6,700. Serge Ibaka, he's okay. Um, it, it's just if he's going to be splitting minutes um, with Busher, I just I don't like it as much. Um, and, and that was that was a matchup against Chicago, so. But I think that they use Ibaka a little bit more in this game because of a Sabonis. So I think that if you want to take a shot on Ibaka, I don't hate it. Uh, Golden State at Brooklyn, no total in this game. Don't know why there's no total. We have all the injury news, um, but we don't. Um, Kyrie's out. That's really the only thing. Um, And then as far as Golden State, like Bowman's down with the G League team. Uh, And D'Angelo Russell's expected back in this game. Um, So – Let's start here with Golden State. Um, hey, D'Angelo Russell back. This should be a spot that, you know, he, he wants to play really well in.
3: Yeah. I yeah, know if this game stays close, we know exactly what Russell's going to do. He's probably going to end up with around 50 points. If this game turns into a blowout, he's going to only play high 20s, and he'll probably end up with around 40 points. He's 8,400. That's a lot of value there considering how high his ceiling is. It's a fast-paced matchup versus Brooklyn. Brooklyn has been great versus guards this season giving up a bunch of fantasy points to him russell is just a fantastic play here wait and see what the line is i'm guessing the line's probably going to be at what minus five brooklyn minus four brooklyn that sound about right yeah probably really close yeah so like this game's going to probably stay close here with russell back in i mean you can always take a shot on burks but sitting there at 6k Priced up because of the other night. I don't think he's a guy that you really want to play here. Takes a hit with Russell coming back here. Damian Lee, Robinson, two guys that I'm not going to end up looking at too much. Draymond, been playing great recently. Been playing minutes recently. 6,600. Offers you a decent amount of upside and spot here. It's mostly just Russell and Green for me, though. Like I, I don't want to pay 5.3K for Chris. I don't want to pay for Burks with his price increase. I don't want to go with Leo Robinson with Russell going back. So just Russell and green for me.
2: Yeah, really probably only D'Angelo Russell for me, but I absolutely love this spot for him. Um, I can see Draymond Green having a good game here um, at, at 6,600. So like if you want to play um, Deion, Draymond Green, I have zero issues with that. Um, you know, Burks the other night was really solid, but that was with D'Angelo Russell out. Don't want to go down that road. I don't hate like a Damian Lee for tournaments, but his price is kind of caught back up to the production. Same with Glenn Robinson. The price is just kind of caught up with these guys. I don't hate these guys. Um and then a guy like um Marquise Chris, probably gonna play in the mid 20s, minutes wise, T three hundred. Probably wouldn't go that route either. Um it's just it's just these guys, you know, with these guys healthy. It's just Golden State has been playing these guys, you know, all in that like 25 to 28-minute role. Um, So D'Angelo Russell, Draymond Green, really the only targets for me too. And then on the Brooklyn side of things, like it's hard not to like Dinwiddie in this spot. Played 31 minutes against Phoenix the other night. Didn't shoot the ball terribly well. Um, Put up 24 fantasy points. But this is a great matchup for him. Um, And I think this is a really good matchup for Karis LeVert as well.
3: Yeah, yeah, Carisper obviously just crushed the other night. He's sitting there at 5,700. I expect a lot of people to go back to them. He got the start the other night, from I remember correctly. Shot well, but still put up large volume, 20 field goal attempts during the game there. Good matchup versus Golden State. Going to be high-paced. They're not great defensively. He's too cheap. Dinwiddie, at the price tag, 8K. Like, it's not a bad play. I just Like I said earlier, there's a lot of guys in the same price range that I think are better plays. I don't have a ton of interest in him, but I'm not going to talk you off of playing him. Uh, Jared Allen, he's a guy that can go for 40 points in this type of matchup going up against Golden State. I know he's not getting a ton of minutes. He didn't get a ton of minutes versus Phoenix, but that game turned into a bit of a blowout. But he'll still end up high 20s minutes at 6.3K. I still think he has a shot at 45 in this spot versus Golden State. He'd be a guy I was looking at. Uh Prince, probably not rolling with him. Like Harris, he could get hot here. Like, I don't hate him for tournaments. He can end up putting up in this high-pace game, 15-18 shot attempts. If he gets hot from behind the arc, he has a real shot at 35 40. Um, it's not the most likely scenario, strictly in large field tournaments, but this is the perfect type of game for Joe Harris. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna old. end terribly for me most of the time. But like, I'm talking big field tournaments.
2: Yeah, I never hate Joe Harris. I just, uh, you know, they they just they rolled out TLC like you know 25 minutes through the night. So I don't know. Um, did they? Do you know? I don't know if they. Yeah, I just. Where did that come from? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. 25 minutes out of nowhere. He's 3,100. Um, yeah, I don't know if I could trust that, to be honest. It's
3: just, man.
2: All right, moving on. We got Cleveland Wait. at OKC.
3: Oh, sorry. Wait, did his contract expire? No, that was old.
2: All old. Right. It was against, the, like, it was the Spurs, wasn't it? Yeah, now, now you have me. I gotta look it up now. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, maybe it know. did. Yeah, maybe it did. I'll shut up. Um, don't play <laughs> TLC. <laughs> I read that completely wrong. Wow,
3: yeah. Well, it said against I, the Spurs, but it was against Phoenix.
2: He he might have not, yeah, maybe he didn't play against the Spurs. I don't know. It's weird. All right. Anyway, we're moving on. <laughs> we got Cleveland at OKC, uh, two nineteen and a half total here. Thunder favored by eleven and a half in this game. Tristan Thompson is questionable. Zizik is out. Uh, OKC good to go. Uh, let's start here with Cleveland. You know, I, I feel like Kevin Love put on a show the other night against the the Knicks. Um, really, really wanting to get out of Cleveland. I think he wants to be traded so bad. Um, any interest here in the Cavs?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's not a great matchup going up against OKC. They're obviously pretty good defensively against most positions. Sexton has had a lot of usage recently. Obviously, put 22-shot temps up in the last game. But prior to that, still averaging around 18 a game. 6,500, he's a bit cheaper than he was a few games ago. I don't mind him at 6,500. Kevin Love wants to get out of Cleveland. Going to be chucking the ball. Thompson, I, is he questionable or out? I am I saw conflicting things.
2: He's questionable.
3: All right, he is questionable. If Love ends up missing, then wouldn't be surprised if Nance got a start again. Don't hate him at 6,500. Like, probably going to end up playing low 30s minutes if he gets a start. Not a great play with a price increase up to 6,500, but still definitely a guy that's in play. Garland, it's not a bad play. I just don't see a massive amount of upside like 5k he's cheaper than he's been in a while he's still putting up 15 16 shot attempts a game hasn't been shooting great recently but if he gets hot like 5k he can give you 35 points he's not gonna crush for you but he can give you 35 points which is more than enough for him to pay off value here i like all these guys and i don't think that too many guys are gonna end up going with cleveland here in the spot
2: yeah, like it's all going to for me it's all going to depend on Tristan Thompson. I like Nance if Thompson sits. I think T- Lance um or I think Nance is a little too expensive if Thompson ends up um playing I don't hate this spot for Sexton. Uh, you know, he's been a guy that has been super consistent here recently. Um not the greatest matchup, but you know, he had a good game against Toronto. Um outside of that, like if if Thompson sits, Love is going to have high usage. Nance is going to play a ton of minutes. Sexton is going to continue to have high usage. You know, Kevin Porter Jr. is a guy that I feel like has upside. You know, he burns me more than he pays off, but he's always really, really low owned. Um, let's talk, you know, the Thunder side of things here. If we get news that Thompson's not going to play, Steven Adams has a good matchup, but he has been really,
3: really bad recently. Um... What's standing out to you here for the Thunder? Yeah, he's been bad recently. He hasn't been playing a ton of minutes. I don't know. It's it's tough because it wasn't too long ago where he was consistently putting up 3540. Like his price tag isn't that low, but it's a matchup versus Cleveland. I wanna I wanna fade him, but I don't know if it's gonna be real easy to do. Like I wanna play some of these guys. It's gonna be a high-scoring game over here for OKC. Chris Paul would be the first guy I would go with, but after that, I don't know who else to play. Like SGA does have a little bit of upside. Schreiber's been putting up over 40 consistently. He'd probably be the second guy, but Adams just seems too cheap at this price tag, and we're not going to play Adams. Like Noel, a matchup versus Nance, you have to have some interest in him if you're not playing Adams. If you're going to assume that they're going to complete team to just split minutes here. 4,600 for Noel playing 26 minutes against Larry Nance should be a good spot for him.
2: Should be. Um, I don't disagree with you on that one. It's just, you know, I think that Adams is still kind of banged up, so I don't mind taking a shot on Noel. Um, I don't think he's. they're just going to instantly roll out Stephen Adams for a bunch of minutes. So, um. I, I like this spot for Schroeder. He's been really good recently. I don't mind Chris Paul or SGA. Gallinari is a guy that I, like, I, I don't love in this spot, but I could see him having a really sol- solid game. I don't think he busts by any means, but I think Noel is a really interesting tournament call there. Um, outside of that, I'm not going to any of these other guys. Uh, moving on here. We got Atlanta at Minnesota, 235 and a half total here. Minnesota favored by five and a half. Uh, Bembry is out. Fernando is questionable. Hunter is questionable. Parker is out and Reddish is out. And on the Minnesota side, Crabb is doubtful and Layman is out. Uh, let's start here with Atlanta. What are we looking at here for the Hawks?
3: I mean, Trey is always in play. And a so high-paced matchup going up against Minnesota. Like Trey may occasionally put a 40-point game down. If this game blows out, which I don't expect it to, he could put up a dud. But realistically, you're getting the most upside of pretty much anyone on the entire slate with Trey, considering he's gone for over 70 in three of the past seven games. So Trey is in play. Collins just continually puts up 40. If he stays out of foul trouble, plays high 30s minutes, matchup versus Minnesota, he has upside for more. Like Their numbers on the season aren't really indicative of how Bad they are defensively with Cat back in the game. Herder priced up enough where I just don't see much upside for him. I'm not using him. Teague got a massive price increase from 3900 to 5200 I know he's played a lot of minutes in the last two games. I'm not chasing that. I'm not going with him. It's Trey and it's Collins for me, and that's it. And this is a great spot for both of them.
2: Yeah, like, it's really good. I hate to say this, but Atlanta for me is really going to come down to Hunter – um, and Fernando, like there's just, I, I think that's, I think you could take a shot on Jeff Teague here. I really do. Um, the minutes have been super secure here with all these guys injured. Um, so I, I think that you, you, t- you fire a tournament dart at Teague here at 5,200. Um, I, I do think he's in play assuming that like Hunter potentially misses this game. Um, they're just they're running out of bodies. Like, you know, it's as simple as that. Like they're not gonna run Vince Carter out there for thirty minutes a night. So like I mean Teague they can always just... go
3: back and run Goodwin for a bit more.
2: Yeah, I guess, but like are you gonna run Brandon Goodwin out there or did you trade no. for Jeff Teague to play him minutes?
3: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean they did it for one game where they just decided to play him instead of Teague, but uh, don't think Trey was in there. I don't know. Like five point two, I just—you're uh, right. He's going to play minutes. I don't know. It's a good enough matchup, I guess.
2: <laughs> you know, it's—it's it's still so early. We don't know what to expect. But yeah, the Hawks are terrible. Let's just—you know—they're a team that's not very good this season. But
3: yeah, I guess we're also forgetting that it's a revenge game.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, you know.
3: I guess <laughs> like we just completely skipped over that.
2: Um but yeah like I love this spot for Trey. Um ankle seemed fine the other night took 20 shots Played 36 minutes against Boston it was a tough matchup. This is a much better matchup. Minnesota Minnesota allows, you know, top 10 fantasy points to most point guards. So um Trey Teague Herder is probably still too cheap on FanDuel. But yeah, outside of that, nothing really stands out to me and then on the Minnesota side of things, you know, this is a great spot for Carl anthony Towns. This is a good game stack game um, because you can run it back a bunch of different ways on both sides.
3: Yeah, I mean, Cat against Atlanta, one of the worst teams in the league going up against Biggs. Cat, it's going to be a high-paced game. It's going to be very high-scoring. Cat, even at 10-6, like, could easily get into the 60s here. Wiggins had a blow-up game few games ago and then kind of just went back to doing what he does, but he hasn't shot well. The volume hasn't been there the last two games. 7.4K, like I'd strictly go with him in tournaments, but it's a matchup versus Atlanta. He can absolutely get it done here. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him put up a 45-point game. So not the worst idea in the world. Napier, priced about where he should be, but in a matchup versus Atlanta, like you can throw him into a game stack. Wouldn't have a problem with that at all. I don't think Covington's going to get shipped off but matchup against Atlanta is a great spot like I don't I love Cat here but throwing Wiggins Napier or Covington into a game stack is not the worst idea in the world.
2: Yeah, um, I'd probably lean more towards Covington just cuz he's the cheaper of the bunch. Um I like Napier I think more than I like Wiggins considering price. Uh the other guy that I don't hate here is o- Josh Okogie at 4K. He's been playing, you know, 25 26 minutes a night here recently so um i don't mind josh okiji at 4k in a matchup against atlanta given the matchup bump um he's a guy that could definitely pay off his price tag in this matchup so just wanted to throw him out there um I like that go the other guy I like randomly getting minutes here recently is um keelan martin he's been playing you know 16 and he played 20 against sacramento the other night um he's not a a massive fantasy guy i just want to throw out there that um you know martin's a guy that we want to kind of keep an eye on you know since he's come back from the g league 16 16 and 20 minutes um with crab doubtful again you know keelan martin probably plays 16 to 20 minutes again and it's against atlanta 3300 yeah um let's see here moving on we got memphis at dallas 229 and a half total here dallas favored by three and a half um i think the one of the biggest news that we're kind of waiting here going into this slate is you know valanchunas is questionable um obviously that could open up some stuff on the dallas side jj berea is questionable seth curry is questionable luca and pal are out um let's start here with memphis This is a game that I think Memphis is actually both of these teams. Like, this is another game stack that I really like.
3: Yeah, no, if plays, he has been playing around 30 minutes recently. 7,500, it's up there in price, but he absolutely has some upside, especially going up against Dallas. Morant, he's been horrible lately if you look at the box score, but he hasn't been playing a whole bunch of minutes because they've been involved in blowouts. Detroit, they lost by 14, blowout in New Orleans. Blowout against New York. like He hasn't been playing a bunch of minutes because of that. He's still priced about where he should be. He offers a little bit of upside, but not a ton. Triple J, if Valanciunas gets ruled out, then he offers some upside. I like him, but only if Valanciunas is out. I'm not a huge fan of him. Dylan Brooks, I love in this spot. His price keeps going down because they've just been playing in blowouts, so he hasn't gotten the 36-minute game recently. Um, if he stays out of foul trouble here, 5,700, if he gets hot from behind the arc, can absolutely crush the spot. I know Dallas is not does not give a, a ton of points to opposing twos, but 5,700, that's too cheap for this guy. I know I say it almost every single time I'm on, but I love Dylan Brooks here. And then Clark, if Valanciunas is out, I absolutely love Clark here. Like He could get a few extra minutes here. They could throw Jackson in the five. Clark can crush in this spot at 4,900. Massive, massive upside here. And then Crowder, he's generally not a guy that I play, but he's sitting there at 4,300. He was doing a little bit better recently. Matchup against Dallas isn't the worst in the world. I don't have any problem with playing Crowder, but all depends on Valanchunas' availability for guys like Jackson and Clark. But I love Brooks here.
2: Yeah, I think Crowder is going to pop on projection models today. Um, 4,300 going up against Dallas. I think Dallas, if I remember correctly, allows the second or third most fantasy points to opposing small forwards this season. So I think Jay Crowder is going to pop in projection models today. And, you know, I, I kind of agree with it at his price point. Um, I like Morantz. If Valentunas sits, I love Triple J. Um, I, I love Triple J in this spot if Valentunas sits. So. Watch that news. Um, if Alan Chuna sits as well, I think you could take a shot on Brandon Clark. Just wanted to throw that out there. But, yeah, Dylan Brooks obviously a, a very much in play here for tournaments. Um, on the Dallas side of things, like, with Luca off the floor, we're just seeing massive amount of usage for Porzingis, and I don't know if they priced him high enough. I know they gave him
3: a price increase, but I don't know if it's high enough. Oh, it's not nearly high enough. Um, he's pretty much a lock and load for over 50. Porzingis. Favorite play on the slate. Going up against Memphis. It's an up-paced matchup here. He's going to get all the usage. Absolutely love him in this spot. a is way too cheap. DFS has been crushing recently. I don't know if this is the spot. This is probably the spot where I may jump off of him at 6,100. Seems like too high of a price. Brunson, probably not going with him at 5,800. I think that price is about right. Hardaway, I feel like he's one of the guys that can beat his price tag at 5,600. No, he's been a little bit up and down, but still, 5,600, you're not finding upside with any of these other guys like you are with him. Outside of them, like, I don't know, Kleber's playing a boatload of minutes. They'll probably need his size in this spot with Triple J, with Clark, with Valanciunas, if Valanciunas ends up playing. I don't hate Kleber at 4,500. I think that he's a pretty decent play here. No, he didn't play great going up against Indy, but it's a bit of a better matchup for him here. I don't mind him at 4,500, but Porzingis is probably my favorite play on the slate. Uh, Yeah,
2: sorry, I was yawning. Um, Porzingis obviously very much in play for me as well. Gonna kind of watch this Seth Curry and J.J. Barea news. That obviously could open up um, you know, some extra minutes for some of these guys. Like, I don't even know who I would take a shot on. Maybe, maybe Wright and Brunson both play more minutes, so maybe take shots on those guys. Um, you know, Maxie's like you said, he's been absolutely crushing here recently. Like, this is one of the best pace up spots on the slate as well. Um, so really like the spot for Memphis. Really like the spot for Dallas. This is a strong game. Um, we move on. Denver at Utah, no total in this game. Um, Utah, as far as injuries go, they're good to go. Um, Denver's on a back-to-back, but I watched a lot of that game, you know, hoping that Portland would make a run and never did. Um, Really, oh, man, crushed, crushed on Tuesday. Um, man, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Dame. Dame came back to earth and – of course, it was the night that Jokic went off and everybody played Jokic and Stevie played Dame. Um, yeah, as far as Denver goes here, you know, we're obviously going to have to wait on the Porter Jr. news, Millsap news. Plumlee's out. Um, what are you looking at here for Denver?
3: I mean, second end of a back to back playing in Utah. It's a nice place to go, but I mean, we saw this game a few days ago. It was a very different situation. Utah was on the back to back, it was in Denver, but. I don't know. I don't really know if I'm looking at much of anyone. Joker on a backs back against Utah. It's not an easy matchup. He's 9,700. I think I'd rather go with like Trey. Pay up a little bit more for Cat. Like, rather go with Sabonis. I don't know if Joker's going to end up making it into my builds. Barton priced at 6,200. It's about where he should be. I know he's been putting on some decent games recently. Murray 5,900. He offers a little bit of upside, but it's a t- again tough matchup going up against uh, Utah on second in a back I don't know if he's gonna play a lot of minutes. Grant was downgraded, then got upgraded into playing second in a back to back. I don't know if I can trust him. Like I don't I don't know if I really want anyone from Denver. I don't know if I want really anyone from this game. It's gonna be two slower paced teams, two good defensive teams. Denver's on the second in a back to back. It's in Utah. I just there's too many other good games on the slate. Am I missing something? Like, I don't think I want any of these guys. It's
2: probably my least favorite game on the slate. Unless we get some injuries or, like, Jamal Murray coming back, playing. Like, maybe they sit him on the second end of the back-to-back um, after playing Tuesday. Because he missed, like, ten games with the ankle injury. So, like, if that happens, you know, Grant got the end day, um, you know, question and mark and then like he hurt his angle um you know in Tuesday's game so like if we get news that some of these guys end up sitting like if Grant sits if Murray sits um like if some of these guys end up sitting um obviously I'll have a lot more interest in Denver but you know I honestly I don't I don't really love this spot for Denver in general um unless we get injury news and then like on the Utah side of things like Nobody's price is really, like, jumping off the board to me. You know, Donovan Mitchell is okayly priced, but there's better plays in that price range today. You know, Mike Conley has been quietly getting more and more minutes here recently, but even at 5,100, I don't think I'd take a shot on him on this slate. So, like, for me, unless there's some injury news here for Denver, like, this is going to be a game that I'd probably stay away from.
3: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Go is where he should be. Mitchell's priced where he should be. Bogdanovich's probably priced where he should be. Conley, yes, he's been getting more run, but even at 5,100, 5, don't want to use it. Ingles with Conley back in there has just not been performing and don't expect to. And Clarkson with Conley back in, like he's not going to have the same game he did versus Denver not too long ago. He's going back to that bench roll and he needs to shoot lights out just start chucking in order to go off like, yeah, I'm avoiding this entire game in all likelihood.
2: Um, Yeah, moving on. Miami at L.A. taking on the Clippers, 223 total here. Clippers favored by six and a half. Uh, Tyler Hero is out. Myers Leonard is out, and Justice Winslow's out. out. Um, let's start here with Miami. What's standing out to you?
3: Bam and Butler are always in play. It's obviously not an easy matchup for either of them. Going up against the Clippers, probably a better matchup for Bam, but – Realistically, both these guys match really doesn't matter there's a lot of guys in the mid ak range that i have more of a more of a tendency to use so like butler going up against Kwadi, don't really want to go with him and bam he's just a fine play he's not a great play uh with hero none tragic both these guys are in play none probably being my preferred play but both of them should into playing around 30 minutes both of them are priced a little bit too cheap for the situation i'm fine with either of them um i have more of the preference for none he's gonna get a bigger boost in minutes here Forty nine hundred's too cheap for him he's probably the main guy to go with him and Dragic, but bam and butler are both fine they can both go off in any given game
2: yeah um man i think Derek jones jr is a really interesting tournament play here just because he's gonna play a boatload of minutes in this one um with leonard out yeah so he, he's just a guy, like, if you're playing large field tournaments, this is not a cash game play by any means in my opinion. But if you're playing large field tournaments, I would not hate taking a shot on him, and I wouldn't hate taking a shot on Duncan Robinson. You know, Tyler Hero is a guy that shoots the ball a lot. Duncan Robinson could benefit from picking up maybe – maybe he gets up double-digit shot attempts in this game. Um, if he shoots the ball well, he can help you win a tournament. He shot the ball well against the Clippers, um, you know, a few weeks ago. So, I don't mind Duncan Robinson, and I don't mind Derek Jones Jr. I think if you want safety, if you want upside, you could take Butler and um, Bam. I don't really see myself ending up on Goran Dragic too much, but um, I wouldn't talk you off of him, and I wouldn't talk you off of Kendrick Nunn. Um, either of those guys are in play. On the Clipper side, everybody's healthy. You know, if you think this game's going to stay close, I think you you know could take a shot at Kawhi. Um, I think you could take a shot at Paul George. He played 31 minutes the other night against the Spurs. He seems like he's going to be back to normal minutes here. Um, I don't mind taking shots on those guys.
3: Yeah, both of them are fine. I think my preferred guy is going to be Lou Will. His price is down to 6k again. Like last time it dropped this low. He went off for a massive game. I know with everyone back, he takes a big dip in usage, but still like, can put up 20, 22 shots in a game. I can get done on other uh, – get Pat other stats. Like, George, Kawhi, both of them are fine. Like, Paul George ended up playing 31 minutes the other night. It looks like he's going to be back to normal minutes. Kawhi is Kawhi and can put up a huge game at a given time. It's less likely to happen. He's still priced at 9.8K, so I don't have a huge inkling to play him. Harrell, it's not a great matchup for him. Really, it's just Lou Will for me. I think is the guy that I'm going to end up playing, even if this game doesn't stay close. He can still play enough minutes, can put up a boatload of shots. Like his price is just too cheap, considering who he is and what he can do in any given game. I really like him for tournaments.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm never having issues playing him in games that I think are going to stay close. I think this game, most of the time, stays close. So um, you know, I don't mind this one. So. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Grant, get us started here. Favorite play under 5K to 7X? Uh, Reggie Jackson. So crazy that he's even part of this question. Um, I'm going to go with Josh Okuji. Um Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? Kawhi. Ooh. I didn't see that one
3: coming. I honestly, just that's the one I immediately looked at. Like, I don't – yeah. I, yeah, I, I like don't see any th- other guys that, like, are going to go under 5X.
2: Yeah, I like a lot of the guys up here today. I don't like Jokic. I, I, Jokic has been playing great here recently. But on the second end of back-to-back going into Utah against Gobert, um, I'm going to take Jokic to be my, my under – five x for 8k over um give me your favorite 6x play porzingis yeah i like that one i feel like you and i are gonna live in this mid-range today i'm gonna go with d'angelo russell as my eight you know my 6x guy i really like d'angelo
3: russell today really like that um let's get weird gpp play of the day grant who do you got i don't know i'm trying to decide between lou will and brooks i don't know which one's that weird I think Brooks will be lower owned right, than Brooks. It is, but I still, I don't think being people are going to play Lou Wolf. Like they do the same thing with him. Every time they box score, check They box score, check They box score, check. And then he hits a real low price drag and he just crushes.
2: <laughs> hey, you never know, right?
3: Yeah. Um, man, I was, I
2: was throwing like names around here and, I think my let's get weird GPP play of the day today. Again, this is meant to be let's get weird GPP play of the day. Um, I'm going to go with Terrence Davis.
3: All right. That is a little bit weird. I, like, I weird. like that a lot. Let's get weird. Right.
2: Um. All right. Game selection. What tournament cash game, any site? Uh, what's standing out to you today?
3: I'm trying to figure it out. Um, I mean, honestly, if you want to look at it, tiers. There are a few ones that have a fairly low, uh, fairly low rake. Um, I don't know. The single entry fifty dollar, uh, one point five k ankle breaker is not terrible. It's eleven percent rake, um, but decent payout structure. You don't have to get too strange if it's a thirty four man tournament, which it is. So I don't mind that. Or if you have a little bit more bankroll, the one fifty tier, like. Not too many people focus on them too much, and you can find a decent little amount of value by going slightly off the board than those. You want to build up a little bit of a bankroll and not take on too much risk.
2: There you go. I like tears contests. I think they're soft, um especially when you're playing the lower stake ones. I'm gonna the twenty dollars three entry max, the twelve k buzzer beater over there on DraftKings. Um, was in Discord earlier, and it is so hard to keep up with Discord once games start. But Discord is a, a great tool here on Rotor Grinders Premium um, for anyone that has premium. You should be using Discord each and every day throughout the day. Um, there's a ton of great information happening over there. So I was in there earlier, and somebody was talking about mass multi-entering, and I always. Feel like people jump into mass multi-entering too fast it, without like really understanding roster construction. Three entry max tournaments are a great way to do that. The twenty dollar single, the twenty dollar three entry max pays out twenty three and a half percent of the field. It's a little top heavy as far as payouts go, um, but this is a really strong tournament to start. You know, building and understanding roster construction. So, um, you know, like I said, I was in Discord, paying attention to that and. They have five dollar. Pretty sure they have five dollar three entry max. They, you know, if you want to check out tiers like Grant was just talking about, they have a three entry, um, three dollar um, three entry max tournament and tiers. So, a lot of different ways to check out three entry max tournaments, single entry tournaments. Perfect your craft before you jump into just playing one hundred and fifty teams.
3: Um, Grant, give me your favorite over under. I'm gonna go with. The over on the Atlanta Minnesota game. It's a 235 right now, and I think it's just going to be a massive scoring game. Right. Um. I barely got my my lock was
2: going over Portland Denver. It was, it was like 224. I think is what it was. Um. Over there on sharp side, and that game I ended at 226. And that game, <laughs> very, very, very very late got there um so my lock over there on sharp side again if you haven't checked out sharp side make sure you've downloaded it it's a ton of fun you can win money for free yes you can win money for free download it and click hit the contest button and you can read all the rules for the street contest we got our streak started back up yesterday i'm going to keep it rolling here and i'm going to take cleveland plus 11 and a half today um I think this game stays a little bit closer than Vegas, and I'm gonna lock in Cleveland plus eleven and a half as my lock bet and I think this is this is a line that could potentially move here today, so I'm gonna get my my streak in there early on this one uh Grant, any final thoughts before we head out for the rest of the day?
3: no no i I don't think I have anything, although I think on your street contest, you can put it in the night before. And then wait to see if the line changes later on. Maybe wait for news and then lock it in.
2: Yeah, well, I'm locking mine in right now. I, I already locked it in. You can see, look, there it is. Sharpside, Stevie, Cleveland, lock bet. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back talking some more hoops tomorrow. Hope everyone has a great day. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.
3: See you,